just thinking of a brief word regarding the confusion that we just uh, saw in uh, the time of Israel and and uh, departing from God's ordered ways and uh, what He had established in the uh, how to approach Him. I mean, He that was very well laid out. For instance, in uh, Leviticus 16, the Day of Atonement. I mean, every step of the way was laid out. So you had to have the tabernacle. You had to have the altar of burnt offering. You had to have the priests. Uh, I mean, everything had to be exactly as God ordered it. In fact, if there was not uh, a, a, a right heart attitude evidenced in that day of affliction of soul, then that, that person would be judged and put out from Israel if if they were not uh, if they didn't enter in to uh um what was happening for instance when Aaron, uh, Aaron laid his hand upon the scapegoat and made confession of the sins of Israel they were to feel that they were to to uh um uh, really have the word is affliction of soul to really feel in their souls a sorrow a godly sorrow for what had happened but when we go back uh, to uh, Genesis and, you know, what God established that evidently it would seem uh, that right outside the Garden of Eden that God had established an altar because Cain and Abel uh, had to go somewhere to present uh, their sacrifice and uh, uh, to approach God and, uh, of course, uh, you know, it would make sense that it would be at the gate with the with the uh, uh, angel, at cherubim, and the flaming sword. That it would be somewhere in that vicinity because everything is so visual, visual, and and they're approaching God, and so uh, that uh, altar may have been uh, there where Abel offered his lamb, and of course Cain may have for a season, but then he turned to a different sacrifice. But then with uh, 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 later on in chapter 10, uh, the, uh, the flood has taken place and God has reordered things through Noah, who himself fails, uh, ends up, you know, drinking and, and uh, doesn't um, uh, act responsibly. And, and not only that, but then instead of accepting responsibility for his failure, he blames it. He points a finger uh, at his son, uh, you know, who had uh, saw him in his nakedness, you know, and, uh, you know, the shame was upon Noah. And uh, we don't find that he condemned himself, but he did uh, condemn his son and his grandson, uh, Canaan. You know, Ham was the one that saw him. So now God has started over and uh, uh Chapter 11, you read, the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. So, uh, humanity's united. And they're evidently, you know, together in location-wise. And uh, then if you back up to the table of nations in chapter 10, we find in uh, uh, talking about uh, Cush uh, and the, the line of Ham, uh, in verse 8, and Cush begat Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore, it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. And it's it's understood 
that his hunting was for the souls of men, uh, that that is the uh, uh, what he was mighty in the sense of not just animals, but uh, seeking to make his name among men, and we'll see that in a moment. Verse 10, and the beginning of his kingdom, of his kingdom, was Babel, and Erech, and Akkad, and so forth, and Shinar, and then out of the, verse 11, out of that land went forth Asher, builded Nineveh, and the city of uh, Cala, and so forth, it goes on. And so we have these uh, uh, great civilizations that are associated with him, uh, Babel, and then the Assyrian uh, Empire under uh, with Nineveh. So this man was, uh, he was great in this time. So then you have the whole, in chapter 11, the whole earth is together. And verse 2, and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east. So it seems that there's a community of all humanity that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime, tar for mortar. So here they have substituted this man-made uh, uh, brick for the, the stones that God had originally ordained. And they said, go to, let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. Let us make a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. So th- th- these these men are in defiance of God. They don't want to be uh, spread abroad. In other words, they, they fear that what has happened before could happen again. They uh, want to make a name and they want to make a tower that would uh, be a place where they could come and worship. Now, this is this is this is Babel. This is Nimrod's Babel that 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 this is happening at. So we can believe that since he built the city, that he is responsible for directing the affairs that go on <coughs> in what we're reading here. And uh, he he needs uh, you know religion is so powerful, and these people are right outside the you know Garden of Eden. Really, uh, they're carrying uh, through. Uh, Noah, the knowledge of the Garden of Eden with them. Uh, Noah had received it, as we find, I think, in the sixth chapter. Is it sixth chapter? Let me see. Um, yeah, the, the fifth chapter, really, because is 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 uh, Father Lamech uh, was in the time of uh, still living the time of Adam. So firsthand information, mm-hmm. and, and uh, here. They are in rebellion against God, just as before the flood, making a name, want to make a city and a tower and unto heaven. In other words, like to make themselves uh, man under the power of Satan always wants to worship himself, uh, self-worship. And uh, I mean, we see this today. I'm always uh, uh, amused at the... Uh, magazine there was one magazine i don't know if it's still there but years ago there used to be a magazine called self or something like that you know these magazines are always about you know about you i mean anything that you find at a grocery store that's on you know with the cover is all about it's all about you it's all about something about yourself and and uh or people magazine so you can get involved in people's lives and and wish that you were like them or something have something to gossip about 
And uh, let us make a name. Not lifting up the name of Jehovah. Let us make a name. Lest we be scattered abroad. So they fear that God would uh, uh, bring judgment upon them. If something would happen that they would, that Nimrod, you know, that he would lose his base of power. Okay? He would lose his base of power. And uh, so the Lord came down, verse 5, to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. They have all one language, and this uh, they will begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. In other words, it's not that they're going to build a tower to heaven, but that they will continue in in uh, 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 moving as all of humanity together away from God and establishing, you know, their own uh, self-centered worship. And God says, you know, this is not to be. And notice how it is, you know, like God comes down as if, you know, he's looking at a distance and it's hard for him to see what's going on. I mean, it's just simply uh, bringing to us in in human language that, uh, uh, and he says, let us, because we're talking about the Trinity, He's talking about God actually involved in, in, in knowing exactly what is going on. So verse 8, so the Lord scattered them abroad from thence. Uh, I'm sorry, verse two, 7. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So this is, this is the uh, way that God divides humanity, and this is why we have uh, you know, I mean, evidently why we have the, the cave drawings and all, you know, people want to use that to say, well, man was, you know, after he's a monkey, he's in, living in a cave and he's drawing cartoons on a wall. But actually, you know, if you take all of humanity, you take any city and you, you know, divide them up, you have all these different skill sets and people are not going to be able to get along, I mean, they're going to go back to very primitive living, uh, uh, you know, not in our day, but, you know, well, in our day probably too, you're going to go back to primitive living in order to survive. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, when we see, find these these drawings at all, I mean, it makes sense that some group of them are going to go one direction and be isolated and uh, uh, and end up living in a cave and, and uh, it doesn't mean that, that they're that they weren't evolving. I mean, humanity was at the peak with Adam, and everything else is declension, right? And, and uh, the moral declension, of course, doesn't change because you can't get any worse than sin. Once you got sin, it doesn't go any lower. It's just you know full on sin. It's it's rebellion against God. It's refusal to submit to Him. It's darkness in every way. But as far as man and his aptitudes, mental aptitudes, well. I mean, Adam was the top of the game. I mean, he was at the top. And all of us, and some of us more than others, have, you know, uh, um, affected our mental ability by living in sin and and doing things in that sinful lifestyle that uh, really deteriorated our whether our physical bodies or our minds or both. And uh, so, so the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of the earth. So, you know, there, you know, you can look it up yourself, but 
the, the original intent for Nimrod was not to call the place confusion. It was Babel, so that that it was uh, the city of God. It was something that was connected with El, the name of God. And then God brings confusion and then joins that name together to make it confusion. In fact, we use it that way today, babbling, right? And uh, that's what it became. And and really, when you think about it, this is humanity without God. It's all confusion. And do we ever see it today? What 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 an uh, uh, I mean, it's sad. But you just you look out at society and you say, this is absolute confusion. This is confusion. And 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 everyone is speaking a different language. You notice today that people can't talk to one another. You, 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 it's a, uh, there is such a, a gap between people, not just, you know, generation gap as has always been there, young and old, but there's such a gap between mindset and the way people think that when you try to talk to someone, it's, it's, you can't have conversation. It's conflict. It's, you know, it's, 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 uh, something that is not, you know, intended to, to draw men together, but, but the, the, it divides men. And that's exactly God's judgment. God's judgment is the division of humanity, right? And, and that's why humanity will never, I mean, the, the beast ultimately, just like the world's trying right now to, you know, bring the world together. And ultimately there will be one world government under the beast, but it's still, it's conflict. It's nothing but conflict, you know, because you cannot get people that's why democracy doesn't work, because you have everyone with their own opinion and their own thoughts. And it's a very weak form of government because you have to, uh, just like we see, you have to uh, bow to the uh, those in power. Uh, what, what is it called? The uh, the groups that come and uh, present their positions to those in government. They're called. Uh, um, Lobbyists, thank you, yeah, thank you, yeah, lobbyists. I mean, you have all these different special interest groups to please, and nothing can happen quickly, right? Mm-hmm. So the best form of government's a king, and we're going to get a king. Hallelujah, we're going to get a king, right? We read about a king of kings. So, so there's all this confusion. So on the day of Pentecost, what does God do? But in on He brings, He uses uh, the Holy Spirit coming to Earth. And they're all uh, in chapter two and uh, verse four. They're all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. And as God gave them uh, utterance. Now, so here God is using languages, but what does he use language to do? Verse seven. And they were all amazed or marvel, saying one to another, behold, are not these speaking, uh, these which speak Galileans, how we hear every man in our own tongue. Where we were born, then it names, I think, 14 different languages. So here, language was first given to divide men. And now, through Christ and the message of Christ, language becomes one language. It's the language of Christ. It's the language of God's love in Christ. And men are united in the only person they can be united in, the person of the Lord Jesus. So that's, then that's Christianity. But what about Babel? It is amazing that in Revelation chapter 13, 
that Babel continues. You know, we have Babylon uh, having a, a, an incredible effect, that, that uh, city and that people group, uh, through, I'm sorry, chapter uh, 16, what was it? Yeah, 16 of Revelation. We have Babylon uh, in the Old Testament, 17 actually, Babylon in the Old Testament, and they're enemies of God. Uh, it's a it's a corrupt, you know, uh, nation full of idolatry, and 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 it continues from this Babel uh, that became Babylon. This confusion, the confusion continues, and then we find it spiritually in chapter seventeen uh, of Revelation. And this woman, uh, verse 3, I'll start. So he carried me away in the spirit under the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads, ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. So this is a picture of the religious world, you know, that this this confusion of loving this world and having all these material things and the full of abominations speaks of idolatry. Abominations always speaks of idolatry. Verse 5, and upon her head was a name written, Mystery Babylon. Mystery Babylon. All the mysteries. You know, that that's that's what Satan uses to draw people into false religion. You know, we have that special ingredient. Mm-hmm. That uh, you can not just get close to God, but you can allow God that's in you to to, you know, to come to fruition. Yes. Because ultimately that's the desire. Men would be like God. So here is Mystery Babylon. The great, the mother of harlots and abominations, idolatry of the earth. What confusion is centered right there? The mother of harlots. You know, th- this is the devil has always wanted to destroy the family. That is, you know, destroy marriage, destroy the family. You know, when we, you know, you have a here some here that are very much involved in uh, uh, standing up against the evil of abortion. Well, where does that come from? It it comes from the devil seeking to destroy the family. Because once you destroy the family, you destroy mom and dad, then there is no procreation. There's no desire. Uh, there's procreation, but no desire to have a family. And when you don't have a family, then people are going to procreate, but they have no, the, no, no desire for that, that, that child that they give birth to. The, the, that's, that's something that is, that is, um, uh, really, it doesn't fit into their plan. It was not their desire. And, and uh, you know, I, I thought myself, and this, just, just throw that out there. You know, we're amongst friends. Well, he's got a recorder right here. But uh, I, I don't think that anyone that wants an abortion ought to be able to have an abortion unless they're on the birth control pill. You know, in other words, what is it about sexual immorality? How are you going to deal with it? Well, people are going to be immoral. That's just the way people are going to be, right? But, I mean, how is it that in, in a, in a society in which we live, that, that when there's, you know, things that can be done, even if they're not completely effective, 
you know, that can be done to keep from having pregnancy. And yet, instead, you know, there is this, this barbarous, you know, industry that is allowed without ever trying to deal with the real issue of how babies are formed, you know, come about to start with. So here's fornication. This is confusion. This is confusion. This is confusion in religion. So now people can have their own religion, whatever they want. So all the religions in the world, this is Babylon. They all have different languages. They got different ways that they speak, different things that they believe in. This is what the world is, and 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 it's happening now. It's not something new. It's just in the future, it's going to be centered in an actual place in Rome, because we find that it's in Rome in, in um, the last verse of this chapter, uh, verse 18, the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. And... John, there was only one great city in that day, right? I mean, he's on the Isle of Patmos because the emperor of Rome has put him there. Rome, there is no other great city but Rome. So in a future day, all of this vile filthiness, all of this confusion is going to be brought back. The spiritual side is going to be brought back to one place, just like it started in, in, in Babel, in Babylon. It's the spiritual side of it. It's now going to be found in Rome, in, the, in, in this religion that encompasses all faiths, any faith that you want. And immorality will be a part of it. The fornication, the, the idolatry uh, uh, that's described when it uh, talks about the uh, um, abominations of the earth. This is This is where... The, the, where it's headed in verse six. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints, with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. Who can imagine such a thing? This is, this is a, a religion that is so foul and, and apart from God that it attacks the truth and the person of Jesus. So when it says that the world is still you know, rejecting Christ, it's not just the world. It's the religious world that's rejecting Christ. It's the religious world that has no need for a Savior, just like the Jews in that day when they crucified him. They had no desire for a king. They had no need for a Savior. And such are the religions of this world. So there are multiple, I mean, there are so many people that are so religious so religious and yet they're damned because in their religion it's all about themselves it's all about works it's all about being free to live the way that you want and and you make it a religion you make it a way of life that accepts that that you feel good about and all of it comes together uh, in, in this in this future time but but i just think of, of the thing of confusion because we saw that the Ark of the Covenant was separate uh, uh, from the, the the tabernacle and the altar. And th that was confusion in itself. I mean, so, I mean, I just thought, you know, God shows us that when it comes to religion, it, you know, it's always been, even amongst his people that would be a testimony to him, there's always been this element of confusion. And, and Israel itself, I mean, their history is full of idolatry. 
I mean, they took, uh, you know, Ezekiel, we were reading about it last week. Ezekiel says how they brought the idols of Egypt with them. They never, they never, you know, they got, and it's understandable. You're living 400 years uh, in this idolatrous place. And, uh, you know, you don't have the, the power of God's prophets and all there. And so you meander off and accept idolatry, which is what they did. And uh, never got free of it through the whole Old Testament. But but everything without, you know, it's, it's just enough to say that everything that doesn't center in Christ is confusion. It's confusion. And so when we look at the world, in one sense, we're shocked to see it kind of in your face because it comes if you have, you know, with media and all, it just comes right into your own living room, right in your own life, and, and, and you see it. but. It's something that is a part of a darkness that, you know, this powerful current that is moving that will finally, you know, find itself in a huge lake in Rome, right? The city of seven hills as we find it later on in that chapter. And all of this thing, the Lord Jesus, he is going to bring judgment upon just like when... uh we have that 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 uh, large uh, statue, that uh, uh, image that Nebuchadnezzar made, and that little stone cut without hands hits it and breaks it all apart, right? And all the, that this world represents, all the powers and authorities of this world, all that the beast and his empire, everything comes crashing down, and all that remains in the dust, as the dust settles, you see the glory of Christ. You just see Christ and all his holy angels, and he's over it all. And yet, as we read in, in, in today's scripture, uh, in the breaking of bread, that he wishes that all men would be saved. That all men would be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. You know, so thank God that, that, you know, we're a part of those that he's chosen and that he's brought the truth as it's revealed in the person of the Lord Jesus. And though we might be confused sometimes about what God's doing, the overall plan and picture of God, we're not confused about. We have absolute clarity. We have the prophetic word of God that tells us exactly what is going to happen. And it, we see it before our eyes, you know. And so, may, may, as we look, may we have compassion upon these people that are so confused because the gospel is the power of God to salvation. It shines a light into the darkness. And people then, you know, have at least opportunity, as Pharaoh did, opportunity to hear the truth and to bow the knee to the Lord Jesus. Amen.